Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Uh, and I realized, I think at the end of the uh, one of the last episodes, that uh, I kind of left it on a cliffhanger as far as the uh, the toilet situation. Um, I recognized that like that's how I opened up one of the episodes, either like two or three episodes ago now at this point, however long it's been. And then I never followed up on it. Um, and I'm like, hey, maybe, probably not, because you guys probably hate me just as much as I hate me. But um, in case you were wondering, uh, the toilet was actually just condensation. The water that was pooling on the ground, we did can confirm. Um, I know that was kind of like the conclusion we sort of drew uh, on the episode, but uh, I can now confirm 100% that it was the condensation from the tank uh, that was dripping down onto the floor, causing a giant puddle. Uh, now everyone out there is probably like, wow, yeah, no surprise, you're a fucking moron. Yes, this is true, uh, because I decided to make the life decision where I uh, I would throw away like tens of thousands of dollars rather than actually gain any like, you know, real skills that would help me in life. Uh, so, so yeah, <laughs> because I made poor decisions as a, as an 18 year old, uh, I now couldn't even figure out uh, in the moment that the water from the, uh, the water that was on the ground in my bathroom was from the condensation. So uh, if that's not an example as to why uh, college is a fucking waste of time. <laughs> but can you tell me what a, a byproduct of the Krebs cycle is? I can. Uh, pyruvate, actually. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, and then you also get 36 or 34. It's, it's hotly debated still. Uh, ATP after that. So... You also get some acetyl-CoA uh, as a byproduct. So, yeah, I could tell you all about the Krebs cycle, all about cellular metabolism, uh, <laughs> what happens inside the mitochondria of the cell, right? It's, it's like, yeah, that's because that's a running joke, right? Everyone's like, oh, everyone knows from high school science, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah, well, I can actually tell you what happens inside the mitochondria that makes it the powerhouse of the, of the cell. Shut up, nerd. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of good fucking that is, right? <laughs> yep. It's very useful. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, now that like I am basically crippled at this point. I think I'm going to, I might actually look into applying for a handicap sticker. Um, because I think my spine is broken. And not from like, not the Mike Tyson version. Uh, um, but like just defective right like I, th I think my spine is defective um so obviously if you've been with us somewhat recently on the show if you're not brand new to the show within like the last month uh, i herniated a disc in my lower back right um uh, probably almost exactly one month ago from today i think i played golf with bill on like june 3rd when i actually fucked it up and today is july 2nd so um I would say I am 98% recovered from the low back injury. Um, there's literally almost no pain. Over the course of 24 hours, I might get like a twinge once, maybe twice. Um, and like maybe then it doesn't happen for another day, right? So like 
you know, whatever, whatever you want to say. It's super, super rare. Um, where I feel like if, again, if I had to, because James had asked me that before too, during the whole like recovery process, he was like, if you had to put a percentage of like, where do you think you're at now? Where, where would you put it? And at that time I was, I was like 85 ish, but I think right now I I'm at 98. Like, I think I'm almost in the clear, right. Um, still probably wouldn't feel super comfortable going like balls to the wall, like full swing, um, golfing just because again, that was like the mechanism of injury to begin with. Um, so probably not a good idea still, cause it's only been four weeks. I think give it another two weeks, maybe unless until I, I fill you in now. Right. So low back herniation, that was old news. I think now I have a herniated disc in my cervical spine, which is pretty fucking awesome because, uh, we went out to dinner. was that, that was Friday night. And I could not turn my head at all. I still can't really turn my head. Um, it's gotten a little bit better. Like Friday night was pretty fucking bad. I would say Friday night was the peak of the pain and the um, like limitation of movement. Um, sleeping Friday night was fucking awful. Uh, I was in quite a bit of pain in my neck. I couldn't sleep on one entire side. Uh, so I had to like sleep on my left side. And sometimes I sleep on my stomach too, with like my head sideways. Couldn't do that. So, um, yeah, sleep did not happen for me, uh, Friday night into Saturday, but, uh, I would say I'm a little bit better today on Sunday, but still not great. So yeah, I don't know. Do you like, want my non-medical diagnosis? Yeah, I'm dying. If it no, if it came and went that, or if it came and improved that quickly, it's probably not a herniated disc in your neck. Uh, so the couple reasons why I think it might be, um, it followed the same like pattern that my lower back did. So I golfed on Thursday, right? So I guess if to back up and start from the beginning, I woke up with like a stiff neck on like Tuesday. And was kind of like, ah, my neck is kind of like a little stiff, right? But it what it was just sore, right? There was no real like limitation of mobility, anything like that. And it carried into Wednesday. And I'm like, I just fucking like slept wrong. Like I keep sleeping wrong. I'm like, maybe it's my pillow. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, whatever it is. Um, so it started like Tuesday into Wednesday. Thursday night, I golfed. Uh, so I woke up on Friday and had no pain. And I was like, okay, cool. Like we're good. I finally stopped. Like I slept right. Right. Instead of being like, oh, you slept wrong. Your neck, you got a pinched nerve in your neck or something. Um, and I felt fine. And then progressively throughout the day, it started getting worse and worse and tightening up until Friday night when we were out was the most severe. Um, and then again, sleeping. So when I originally fucked up my lower back, it did the same thing. Right. So like I got, I, was golfing with Bill on a Saturday. And then the peak pain was like probably Monday morning. And when I talked to James about that, he said that typically disc injuries and nerve, like nerve injuries take about 24 hours for the pain to set in. It goes somewhere between 24 and 48 hours is where you're going to get the peak of the, of the pain. Um, and the other part of it was, it wasn't, it didn't feel muscular right? Like I've had a sore neck. I've had a stiff neck, right? Like I've had, I've had plenty of like muscular injuries throughout my life. 
And this didn't feel like that. Um, I had the Theracane like digging into my neck, my shoulder. I had the peanut like on my um, sternocleidomastoid, right? Like right underneath your ear, through your neck. I'm doing all of it and nothing, no relief, not even any pain really. Like when I was, when I was like smashing the muscles and trying to release, like there was no, again, there was no pain. There were no knots. There was nothing. And I was like, fuck dude. Like, I think this is a disc. So again, I don't know for sure. Like, obviously you could be right and I could be wrong, but it's following a similar pattern. The Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday information changes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? I don't know if you I don't know if I don't know if you properly acknowledge this. You know what it is? What? Probably your T spine. Yeah, it's one thousand percent my T spine. <laughs> it's probably T one or the disc between uh C seven and T one. <laughs> yeah, your T spine's locked up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I gotta text James. I I wasn't gonna text him today because it was Sunday, um, but I'll text him tomorrow. And luckily, like I'm off this whole week. So I can be like, Hey man, literally any time this week you have available, you let me know. And I will be there. Right. Like it's, uh, I'll work around your schedule because I actually have the ability to this week. Um, but yeah, it's not awesome. It's not, it, it makes driving particularly, uh, difficult. Right. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of these, like, when I want to look to the side, I have to like turn my shoulders with my head. I can't just like turn my head. So again, I've, I've gotten a little bit of range of motion back. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it was like a complete fucking disaster blowout. Uh, but you know, if it, if it does end up being a herniated disc, the thing I will say is I would much rather prefer having a herniated disc in my cervical spine than my lumbar spine. Because I was literally incapacitated when I was like, I couldn't walk or like, I couldn't sit. I couldn't stand. The only thing I could do was lay down. Like, yes, this, this hurts when I move my neck, but like, I can get around that. Like I can move my body, right? Like I can keep my neck in a neutral position and move my body instead. And I can actually have like motion, right? Like I can, again, sitting, standing doesn't hurt. (laughs) So I can like do stuff, right? I just have to, again, make sure I'm cognizant of like where my head is, um, which is a little annoying, but like it's way fucking better than having throbbing pain in your lower back anytime you go to move and bend over and have it shoot all the way down your leg through your pinky toe. Because that's what's happening before. Sounds pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's such a thing as uh, vertebral disc cancer or AIDS or something, but uh, I have. It does, sound, it does sound a little bit like spine AIDS. Yeah, I think I have spine AIDS. So that's um, pretty fucking fantastic that my my uh, discs, my vertebral discs are basically made out of fucking chewing gum at this point. If I can herniate a disc in two different locations in my spine within four weeks of each other. Pretty impressive. (laughs) Who the fuck does that? (laughs) Only the finest. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, unfortunately, um, I may be on the shelf for a while for golf activities, which is like 
really fucking annoying because obviously I enjoy golf. So, but I enjoy like being a functioning human being a lot more. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> functioning human being enough. I said, shit. I said functioning, not like peak performance. <laughs> I said, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Functioning. Yeah. By no means am I like any sort of athlete or even in the same universe as I was, you know, 10 years ago. But, um, you know, being able to bend over and pick stuff up and like see stuff that's behind you is kind of cool. I would like to do that more than, you know, having to take like a month off of playing golf. 10 years ago, I think I was an All-American in Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, I think 10 years ago, I was squatting 420 pounds. Yeah, so how the times have changed. Yeah. Yep. Actually, less than that. 10 years ago, I had a broken back. <laughs> I broke my back for the first time when I was 21, my lumbar spine. Um, I was squatting like 420 when I think when I was 23. So whatever. That's eight years ago. I was consistently squatting over 400 pounds. Oh, dude, I wonder why my cervical spine is all fucked up. It's not. It's your T-spine. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the real problem. It's your T-spine. So here we are. I'm literally fucking falling apart. I have vertebral disc aids. So pray for me. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> I was say, like, you don't want my prayers. Those aren't going to get you anywhere. <laughs> prayers up for my 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 discs, my spinal discs. And, uh, you know, I, everyone knows that money is the cure to AIDS. So through this GoFundMe, you will be helping to cure my spinal disc AIDS. So did you, have you gone to the bank yet to put all your cash in your bedroom while you sleep? <laughs> Pretty sure that was the cure. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. It's fucking fantastic. Um, okay. Well, <clears throat> I have a gripe. Now that we got all that shit out of the way, I got another gripe. Long list of them here. But uh, starting out is uh, the PGA Tour can 1000% go fuck itself. Um, and I know, right, I'm going to start out by like recognizing that yes, it's only the Rocket Mortgage Classic at Detroit Golf Club, right? Today, it's that they are playing. It's not like a big. It's not a major. It's not an elevated event. It's typically one of the worst events during the fucking year. Um, this was like the best field they've had in like twelve years or something like this at this event. Um, and I think maybe eleven guys out of the top thirty in the world um were in it right or like participated in it like six of them missed the cut <laughs> six of the 11 in the top 30 missed the cut um but of the five remaining right they're still there it's still the strongest field that this event has had in years so yes the rocket mortgage classic at detroit country club is not necessarily like the biggest draw it's not augusta <laughs> it's not the us open um it's not even Tory Pines, 
right? It's, it's not the farmer's insurance. However, I did want to watch it, right? Ricky Fowler, um, who I'm kind of indifferent about, right? Like, I would probably lean more towards liking than hating, um, but I still fall in that like indifferent range. But um, he was in it, right? He had the 54-hole lead, shot a 64 yesterday. Rico was um, the favorite, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was. So he's been playing really great golf over the last like six weeks. Came really close to the U.S. Open and choked it away. And it's like, well, what is he going to do? Well, unfortunately, in Detroit today, they were expecting um, some pretty nasty weather in the afternoon. So they, for Sunday's round, they had the first tee time at like, I think it was like 6.30, like local time. And they went to threesomes, right? So people that typically don't follow golf, usually on the weekends after they make the cut Saturday and Sunday is twosomes, right? Two pair, a pairing of two people. Um, so they went to three people in a group, again, just to kind of make sure they got everything done before the nasty weather came in and obviously had the first group go off at 6.30 in the morning. So by about, I don't know, 11 o'clock, um, the leaders who were in like the last group was like maybe halfway through, right? They were like making the turn by 11 a.m. And you could not watch it anywhere on TV. The live coverage was on the golf channel from, I think it was like 9am to 11am or something like that. And then it kicked off at 11am. And after that, you just, you couldn't find it. It wasn't on NBC. It wasn't on ESPN plus because ESPN plus has a deal with PGA tour live. So what you, so let me clarify, right. Cause I do, I do want to be somewhat fair. You could watch a little bit on ESPN plus right through PGA tour live. You could get, there were two featured groups. I think it was Max Homa's group. And then like some other group of jabronis, or you could watch the featured holes, which I think were like, I don't know, 7, 11, 15, and 17. But there was no main feed. There was no main coverage. Like you just watch everybody. You had to have either selective the groups or pick from one of the holes and watch that on ESPN+. You couldn't get it. Nothing. Like all of my normal venues couldn't get it. So then I find something online that says, oh, it's on the CBS Sports app. Okay. Well, so I can't watch it on YouTube TV, right? Because it's not on, you know, you quote unquote cable, right? Even though I it's YouTube TV, it's 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 cable. Um, it's not on my ESPN app, right? So then I find out, well, it's on the CBS Sports app. So I'm like, okay, well, I had to go on my Xbox and download the CBS Sports app, to which it wouldn't work. It wouldn't turn on. So then I was like, okay, I'll just go to cbssports.com on my phone and then airplay it to the TV. As much as that sucks, like that'll be fine. Won't open on my phone either. So I'm like, what? 
the actual fuck are we doing here? So I had to go on my Xbox to the browser, like the Microsoft Edge browser, go to www.pgatour.com and then click on like the watch link. And then it gave me a couple different options. And then that's what I ended up watching. So I had to use my Xbox to go on the internet browser to go to pgatour.com to then find the live stream in order to watch this fucking thing. And then after like an hour, it kicked me off. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I had to just refresh the page, go back to pgatour.com, which is super fun to type out on an Xbox controller too, by the way, uh, and then get it back. So that's how I had to watch the final, I think it was like five holes. By the time I figured it out and got everything done, I watched the last five holes of the leaders. Again, because this is probably like, I don't know, maybe like noon-ish, maybe around 12 o'clock. So pretty fucking sick, huh? Awesome job, PGA Tour. I mean... I've always had my issues with them and like they have this product that they just want nobody to watch. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. They had the U S senior. Was it the U S senior open? Is that what it was? That was on the golf channel. Like, yeah. And it's like Bernhard Langer is yeah. in first place, like running away with the fucking thing. And it's like, Oh, but we don't want to watch Ricky Fowler. Right. Who's arguably, a top five golf, like popular golfer in the sport, right? I mean, admittedly, he has been playing very well this year. And I think in the last, in the last two months, his statistics across the board are all like top 10 in like the major stats. So skills wise, he is a top 10 golfer. I know he struggled for the last few years, but popularity wise, he's easily top five, right? despite not even being that good for the last couple of years. And he's in contention with Colin Morikawa, who is a great young player who just won the, the open championship two years ago, right? He's won two majors already. Tied with Ricky Fowler, one of the biggest names in the sport. And we can't watch it. They got to figure, I, I don't know what they have to figure out, but it's just like, it, it really blows. Like anytime anything changes, you can't watch. And yeah. it's like, so obviously it was on CBS. So CBS probably had something on their network. So they couldn't move. Yep. And then golf channel already had a commitment to the USGA. So they couldn't move. And then they probably didn't have it set up to allow for ESPN Plus streaming. I, I just it wasn't thought. on Peacock either because I tried Peacock. Shout out is to Peacock Jones. Peacock NBC though? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Jones for letting me use his Peacock. But it wasn't there. So I literally tried all the apps, right? I, I literally had to go on my Xbox, on, the, on the, the internet, on my Xbox to watch the fucking thing. And then the best part, I, like I said, it kicked me off after an hour, whatever. The thing goes to a playoff, right? So we got a three-man playoff between Ricky Fowler, Colin Morikawa, and Adam Hadwin. They tee off, cool. 
they all hit their approach shots. Rico is four right. The other two guys are in the fairway. Uh, Rico hits his shot from the rough to about four feet for birdie. Uh, Morikawa hits it long and into the thick shit on the back of the green, on the, you know, past the green. Uh, and Hadwin lands his ball about three feet high of the pin and spins it all the way back uh, to about, I don't know, fucking 16 feet, right? So the two guys that were in the fairway, fuck it up. Rico went four right, put it four feet from the pin. The guys are starting to walk up to the green. Coverage cuts up. I'm like, what the fuck? So I reload the page, right? Again, the same thing I did before when it kicked me off after an hour. Reload the page, nothing. Oh, blank that's screen. probably because it went to CBS. That was in the coverage window. Yeah, blank screen. So I pull it up. I go to my phone, cbssports.com. Can't get it. Go to YouTube TV. Can't get it. Tried Peacock. Can't get it. ESPN Plus. Can't get it. I finally found it on my phone. I forget where I got it on my phone. I think I went back to pgatour.com. And by the time it loaded on my phone, Rico had his hands in the air. And everyone was celebrating. And I was like, sick. So. Rico won. So I missed I missed the fucking ending. So PGA Tour can fucking blow me. Again, I understand it's the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And there was weather that changed the time. But what the fuck are we doing? Like this is every you, event, dude. Like you can't just but so typically their solution to that is PGA Tour Live, right? They have a contracted deal with PGA Tour Live through ESPN Plus. And on ESPN Plus, you can watch the featured holes, 15, 17, 7, whatever the fuck they were. And you could watch the featured groups, Max Homa's group and whoever the fuck else was the, the early group. You could watch them, but you couldn't watch the main feed. Why can't you, why can you watch featured holes and two featured groups, but you can't watch the main feed when it's literally not available anywhere else? Pretty sure when it's not a major. You can only watch the main feed when the main feed is happening. So like you can't watch it till two o'clock. Now the majors are different. Right. So that's like, but but even you know what though? They're not different too, because like when we watch the masters in the morning, you can only watch featured groups until whatever time of day. And then when the broadcast actually starts, that's when you can watch the main feed. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense as to people not being able to watch your product. Yeah, and then they re-aired it during yeah. the normal during the normal broadcast window. Yeah, I don't know. Someone who knows TV contracts better than me would have to fucking explain this one. It happens all the time in the yeah, non-majors. It, it's just it's fucking dumb. Right. Because again, the other part of that too is so obviously they make it earlier in the day. Right. So it's a little bit more convenient. Like the round was over, even like the playoffs were over probably by like two o'clock. Right. Like our time. Right. Because it would have been one o'clock in Detroit. Or I don't know if Detroit is in the same, they might be in the same time they're, zone as us. They're Detroit Central, I think. Okay. Um, uh, 
Fuck, maybe they're not. No, I think they're the same. I know someone who had an issue with the flight, but that might have been leaving a central time zone to lay over in Detroit. Yeah. Um, I yeah, don't know. Detroit, it's Detroit is in the same time zone as us. Okay. So, I don't fucking know. PGA Tour sucks. They don't want you to watch their fucking product. I guess is what it comes. They don't. Down to. It's it's the worst. It's so difficult to view. It's so it is really difficult to watch golf, and it shouldn't be. Yeah, because even a normal event, all the channel change it is, and early morning coverage, and it's a fucking debacle. Yeah, or like on Golf Channel, they'll have they don't the even golf play golf. Central. They'll have the Golf Central pregame. Where it's like a bunch of dudes sitting around a fucking table yeah, they, talking about the tournament should, that's going on right now. Golf. They should just show the tournament. Instead of taking up two hours of four assholes sitting around a table talking about the tournament that's happening at the time, just show yeah. the fucking tournament that's happening. Theoretically, you could just show us the tournament. Yeah. What do I know? I'm just a fucking asshole. Nothing. You don't know shit. No, I don't know shit about fuck. So, I don't fucking know. Here we are. Uh, what other bullshit do we have going on? What else can I bitch about? Um, all right, you want to talk about Southie Apartment? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, fuck. No, because I don't have the article. Ah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> um... So what I'll do, so for anyone, here's the the sausages being made, I guess. Um, we're doing two episodes today, obviously, right? Because it's Sunday of uh, 4th of July, and we don't want to do them on Tuesday because Tuesday is America's birthday. So um, we got shit to do, right? Places to be, things to do. So uh, we're doing two today. So I'm a little, uh, you know... We're going to keep these a touch on the shorter side, right? We're going to try and keep it closer to like an hour for each because we have to go back to back here. Um, <clears throat> but also, you know, we need some shit to talk about, right? <laughs> um, so the funny thing here that I saw the other day is, I know, I think in the last episode, either the last episode or the one before, we were talking about how New York City, uh, thank God for them, they had all the answers they were going to solve global warming because they were going to make pizza places, put carbon emissions, fucking filters or whatever on their, their chimneys, right? Well, now the, the big plan for New York City is they're going to start, well, they, this isn't official, right? They haven't actually passed any legislation, but they have talked about implementing a program that would pay residents of New York City to house immigrants in their fucking homes. How much do they pay chart or how much are they paying? I have no idea. I don't know. Probably not enough. But it's like, what are what are we doing here? What is this like foster a fucking illegal immigrant? Like Ad adopt an illegal immigrant. Yeah, like you're gonna foster a, a Guatemalan or a Mexican or like you know what I mean? Like what what the fuck? What is this? 
you're going to pay people to house illegal immigrants. Yeah, man. So I, I know I've said it a lot of times on here. I will never understand the illegal immigrant thing. Um, I really won't. Like, I, I will. I, I seriously, seriously, seriously will never get it. Um. And I don't think anyone, I see like usually it's like, oh, someone smarter than me can explain that. I think I said that earlier. I don't know if someone smarter than me can explain this one. I just don't, I, I don't, I do, I do not get the illegal immigrant thing. As far as what? Like, why is it okay? Like, like, in it, so, so like, I know this, this specifically is like, okay, so we're going to start paying people to house them. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, again, I, I could be, I definitely could be missing something. This is way above my fucking knowledge of society. But if they're here, and I know we changed the name, but they're, they're illegal immigrants. I don't know what they call now, undocumented. Yeah. Okay. So if you're over the age of 18 in here, you're supposed to have an ID, right? If you're a citizen, is that the case? Um, I don't think you, you can, need an ID. You don't need a driver's license, but don't you need an ID? To like. Yeah, I, I would say it's not it's so this is like the caveat, right? So it's not mandatory, right? There's no law that says you have to have an ID, but if you want to like do stuff, you need to have an ID. And you have to have an ID. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So if you want to like open a bank account, right? Or, or like work. any of that. Um, yeah, or work, like you need some form of ID. Okay. So that just again, it's when when they used to be called illegal immigrants. What like isn't the name implying that something's wrong here? You would think because don't we have other categories where it's like people who like isn't it like a refugee people who come from places that are so fucking shitty that we're trying to give them a home? Yes. Okay, so that's a different category altogether. Yeah. So not only. Are what these people doing is pretty much illegal, like illegal entry. Like, bro, if I, what would happen if I fucking went to border? Con like, say I took a vacation in Mexico, came back and didn't have my passport. What would happen to me? I'd be fucking stuck in Mexico, wouldn't I? Yeah, or you'd have to sit in a fucking customs office for however many hours until they figure, can it figure out. out who you are. So why is it so strict on us? But if you come illegally, now they're going to try to like find, place you. Yeah. I don't know. I, so I, again, it's something that. Yeah. So it, it's I'll for, never... your, for your example, it's it's easier. Well, it doesn't mean it's easy, but it's easier to get back into your home country if something gets fucked up. Right. True. Like, but Either way, if, but... if you don't say you don't have a passport and you want to go to. I don't know, Portugal or Italy or literally any fucking country in Europe. Guess what? You ain't going. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna let you into Italy without a passport. Right? Like you need you need some form of documentation that says you are who you are and you're entering a foreign country. But if I was Italian and I just said, you know, I'm gonna kind of like sneak my way in and it's like you can put yourself in the fucking the lottery pool for 
housing in New York? Like, is that like, do you put your name in? Do you get a raffle ticket? Yeah. How the fuck well, does that work? That's the other thing too. If these people are undocumented, how do they know who they're going to assign to the, like say, unless, I it's live... a ru- unless it's a ruse to get them documented. Yeah. Cause theoretically, right. If they're undocumented, where is the system that exists to know who they really are? Yeah, so so, may, I, so to play is... the game, if I live in New York City and I want to apply to house an undocumented immigrant in my house and receive, you know, whatever it is, 500 bucks a month, say, how, do the, how does the government know which illegal or undocumented immigrant they're placing in my house if they're undocumented and there's no way to trace who these people are. So this isn't that isn't that like a paradox in and of itself? This must so do you think this is a method of creating documentation? I mean it could be. Cause you figure if you know if you went to the pool to get the free housing then they've got your name. They have your address. The rest of this shit can be fucking blown up. But, and if you really want to get away, like it'll be hard to find you. Um, yeah. So is that like a thing? Like if you give these people addresses, then they won't be undocumented anymore. I have no and idea. Then if, and then if they're no longer undocumented then they would be contributing to taxes and things like that in a theoretical sense we're not talking right. how the real world works right 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 but then again why would so why would why would an undocumented person do that i don't know unless yeah, again, it's not like unless, they're getting money i mean they get a place to stay they get a place to stay then they can just jump ship yeah Yeah, I don't know. I it, it's a it's it always, every time it comes up, it just confuses the shit out of me. Yeah. It really doesn't make a ton of sense. I'll know, and yeah, because it, it, it came up with the with the our most recent election last fall, where there was something about voting to give undocumented undocumented people driver's licenses. Yeah. Or yep. something, and I was like yep. very confused as to why. Like, why would you do that? But I yeah. guess if you give them a driver's license and they're no longer undocumented, there's fucking literal documentation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. I guess. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, why? Why would? Because what advantage does New York have? To bring more people into their fucking city, because I assume this is the city, right? Not just the whole state. Yeah, it's New, it's New York City. Yeah. So, what advantage does New York have to bring in? I assume non-taxpaying residents. Yeah, that's the other part of it too. Even though they become documented, like if they have like a license or an ID or something, they're not paying taxes. They're not citizens. But if they work, right, they don't have social security numbers. Well, like so, that's, so that's the thing is like they would have to be working a legitimate job. Right. But can they get a legitimate? I don't know. I don't. I, so I genuinely don't know that answer. I don't either. So like, I don't know if they can get a legitimate W-2 without a social or a, a what is it? An alien ID. They probably changed the name of that too. Yeah. Um. A green card. Yeah. Whatever. A visa. 
work visa whatever whatever yeah. methods there are like you can provide a few like it used to be an alien id which was you weren't quite a citizen but you were here and it was cool is that a green card i think so i just remember filling out paperwork at stop and shop and it was like aid um yeah, yeah so maybe that maybe like that's the 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 thing i guess like you you figure if you give them somewhere to stay, then they'll enter the system. I, I don't know. Because what other what other motivation is there? I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, too stupid. Yeah. Too yeah, definitely same here. <laughs> but if anyone does know, let me know. I guess. Yeah, feel free. Feel free yeah, to uh, reach out to us on. Uh, but again, you're going to have to speaks pod on Instagram or sarcasm underscore speaks on Twitter. You're going to have to explain it like I'm a fucking drunk five-year-old, though. Yeah. Yeah, same. And you can't just say like compassion, like, oh, well, you know, we feel bad for these people. That's <laughs> not we a have, reason. We have to help them. Yeah, that's not a reason. Yeah. Someone has to benefit somewhere. Politicians right. aren't fucking nice, so. Right. Uh, all right. Well, that being said, you want to, uh, you want to start wrapping this up so we can yeah. take a break and start yeah. part two. We, I pulled up the selfie apartment thing. Yeah, okay. Um, so high and dry Jim Jeffries latest stand-up special. Mm -hmm. You like Jim Jeffries. I like Jim Jeffries. Um, good, good special. Yeah. Not as good as intolerant, which I watched immediately after. Um, <laughs> that was fucking awesome. So I go even re even rewatching it, like knowing some of the jokes were happening. Cause I've probably watched that one like three times. Um, I almost went back and watched some of the old ones where he would sit there and like chug a beer on stage. <laughs> but the, yeah, high and dry. It's probably like an hour, maybe a little bit longer. Why not? Right. Yeah. You're off this week. <laughs> Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> I got plenty of time. Um, yeah, if you, so if you've never, if you genuinely don't like him, then I guess you won't like this because this is him. If you don't know who he is, watch Intolerant first. Yeah, Intolerant is fucking fantastic. So Let's involve Gary Jeffries. <laughs> we should involve Gary Jeffries. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's my thought. Like, that's oh. what I got. That, oh, sorry. That is, no, that is my final thought. I thought you were you were saying that and then was going to go to the selfie no. apartment. No, no, wow. no, because no, that's a, that's another topic. No, that yeah. that is my final thought. Right, we'll dry. get that in I the next dry. episode. Good. Yes. that's a um, that's, that's a, a that's, above category. That's a preview. That's what we like to call a cliffhanger in the biz. Yeah. So come back for the next episode to find out what he's going to say in the. Which himself. I, which, hey, hey, preview. I won't know what the fuck is going on there. <laughs> but yes, um, Jim Jeffries, uh, if you like him, high and dry, would recommend. It's not as good as Intolerant. If you don't know who Jim Jeffries is, watch Intolerant first. High and dry won't be as good, but you know, it's yeah. stand up. It's fine. All right. My final thought. Um, so, Amy and I went to Ikea today for the first time ever Ugh. for me and her. Neither one of us have ever, ever been, been to an Ikea. No, no. Fuck. So you go to Avon? 
Yeah, there we another one? one. Yeah, that's the only Stoughton Avon. That's the only one that I know of. So that's also the closest one to Same us. Same here. I just didn't know if there was one in Rhode Island. So first time ever. Um my initial thoughts. Uh what the actual fuck is going on? Like, talk about a store that makes less than zero sense, right? So, like, when you first walk in... Well, the arrows generally guide you the right way. Well, yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> so, when you first walk in the door, you go up the stairs, right? And you're yeah. just, like, kind of there. I had yeah. to take a piss, so I went into the bathroom, came out. Amy had to pee, too, because she's pregnant, and that's what they do, right? That's what pregnant people do. They, they got to pee all the time. So while she, while I'm waiting for her to come out, I just kind of take a walk around like that opening level. And there's just like a daycare for children right there. Oh yeah, there is. I haven't been there in a wicked long time. Like what the fuck is this? People just like drop off their kids at Ikea. Yeah. Like, okay, whatever. That's really fucking weird. And then I walk to the other side. And it's like the fucking exit. Like it's all like checkouts, but every checkout is like a self checkout and it's super weird. There's a lot of fucking people there. It's very overwhelming. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? And then there's like a little like breakfast nook that you can get like breakfast stuff in. It's a Swedish breakfast. So I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm standing there. I check out those two places. I'm already like, all right, uh, I got my hackles up here already. And Amy comes out of the bathroom. Then we go up the second side of stairs to go to the main floor. And it's like, start here, right? And it's everything that they say in English. Underneath it, they say it in Swedish. For all the Swedish speakers. For all the Swedish speakers. The Avon Stoughton line. Yeah. Yeah. They like to go to Ikea just to hang out, apparently. Uh, So the whole point being, we were looking for a new um, dining room table. And we want one that's way smaller. Like right now we have like a traditional dining room table that's big. It has like the leaf insert. It holds six people, right? Like we want something smaller that like at most can hold like four people because we want to open up the space in the live in the, the current dining room downstairs because obviously the all the baby shit, right? And we don't want a massive fucking like old whatever it is, oak or fucking cherry mahogany table for this kid to like start to run into and shit. So again, we want something a little bit more compact. We need, we we don't really have a ton of shit going on at the house anyway. So smaller, we have the bar too. We have, we have the bar top that has four bar seats. And then, so again, we're just trying to downsize, create a little bit more space, right? In the, in the dining room. So, cause we know that the baby shit is going to be everywhere. Um, so we literally get up there. The very first thing we see very at the front underneath the sign that says begin here is the perfect dining room table that we're looking for. And it has chairs too. Now, obviously if anyone's ever been to Ikea before you recognize that you can't get the complete set, right? So it's like they set it up in the store on display as like, this table with these chairs, but it's like, it's a la carte service. (laughs) So the table is like 300 bucks. And then each chair is $400 sold. I'm sorry, 400, Jesus Christ, $40 sold individually, right? So you got a $300 table 
And if you want four chairs, that's another 160 bucks. You're looking at 460 after tax, you're spending over 500 bucks for this set, which whatever, as far as a dining room table goes, it's fine. I mean, like I said, the one we have when it was brand new was probably at least a thousand dollars, right? It's a nice, it's a very nice old dining room table, right? But um, we don't want it anymore. So perfect. We got it. And I'm thinking like, well, this is fucking great. Like how much better could it be? So, you know, but you know, Amy and I look at each other and we're like, yeah, let's just, you know, let's take a walk through. Right. Cause we figure, you know, you can walk through and if you don't find anything, you can just kind of leave. Well, that is not the case. Anyone that's been to Ikea before, when you heard me say that last sentence, you probably just burst into fucking laughter uh, because you cannot just leave Ikea. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the uh, the meme of uh, Ned yeah, Stark. One, one does not simply just yeah, leave Ikea. One does not simply just leave Ikea. Um, it's fucking impossible to get out of that place. So they have signs up where like every section is numbered, right? So it's like section one through, I think there's 30. I think there's 30 sections, right? And each each one corresponds with a different thing, right? If one is fucking, I don't know, kitchen, two is bedroom, dining room, you know what I mean? Like each number corresponds with one, one's storage or something, you know? So we got all these things. And there's there's arrows on the ground that point you in the direction of how to walk through, how to progress your way through Ikea, kind of like a fucking game board, like you're living in fucking Jumanji, which is what it felt like. It felt like I was in Jumanji. It's a fucking zoo in there. So, yeah. Yes. When yeah. did you go? After the tournament ended. So probably like 2.30. Oh, you went today? Yeah. Yeah. Today. Weekend weekend Ikea. Actually, you might have yeah. saved a little bit of trouble. Yeah. But it was a so Sunday chaos. on a rainy day, right? Like okay. what the chaos. fuck else are people going to do? So Ikea fucking packed people literally everywhere. And like, if you follow like the main path on the floor, it's like people just like weaving in and out. I will say though, they have really cool carriages. They have four like independent swivel um, casters on their carriages. So like, it's not like at a shopping place, like your typical market basket, stop and shop, whatever, where the, the, the rear two wheels are fixed. Like they only go straight north and south. And then the front wheels are free flowing. So you can kind of move. So it's kind of like real wheel drive. The carriages at Ikea, they're all wheel drive. Those fucking things spin. So it's like super maneuverable. Those are pretty cool. I didn't get one, but I watched other people push them around and I was like, ah, that's kind of cool. Uh, but absolute fucking utter chaos to the point where like, I thought I was going to have a fucking panic attack. At one point, I was like, there's too many fucking people. Like, people are just kind of like bobbing and weaving in and out of each other. Nothing makes sense. It, it's pointless to walk in like the main path where the arrows are on the floor because people are just cutting across, doing whatever. Like, you just walk through the sections. And by the time we got to like section number four, I think we were like, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of good, right? Kind of, you know, we should. We can leave, right? We got through whatever it is through like the bedroom, dining room, kitchen, all that shit. And then the rest of it was like shit that didn't really appeal to us, right? Like again, it was like storage, kitchen utensils, lighting was another one, plants was another section. 
So we're like in section six, right? When we decide like, all right, cool. Like, let's get out of here. And we just kind of see like, there's like an exit sign. And we're like, oh, let's just follow that. And we go that way. And it's like, mm, that did not help. That actually put us back. Like we like doubled back to wherever the fuck we were going. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, where are we? So I'm looking at the signs on the ceiling. Again, they're all numbered one through 30, whatever. We just start walking on the path. And then I see there's like a separate sign that says like, you are here in like section six. And it's like, use this pathway to jump to section nine. I'm like, all right, cool. I like that. Let's, let's skip ahead. So we get out. So we take the little pathway and now we're in section number nine. And I'm like, well, where's the fucking exit? There's no exit. So we walk a little bit and we get into like section 10 and we see the same little sign that's like, use this shortcut to get to section 14. So we go through there. We're like, okay. Then you got to walk a little bit and you get to section 16. And it's like, use this shortcut to get to section 19. It's like, all right, cool. Let's do that. And it's like, there is no direct fucking way to get out of Ikea. Once you enter, you're fucked. Well, there's definitely a way they just don't tell you. They don't tell you. And the only way to get through is just to progress through these shortcuts. And there's no shortcut to be like, oh, you're in section six. This shortcut will get you to section 25. It's like, you're in section six. This shortcut will get you to nine. This shortcut from 11 will get you to 14. Because they're hoping you buy shit. Yeah, it's like, get me out of this store. I just want to leave. And then we finally get to the end. And then you get out through whatever the last section is, like 28, 29. And then section 30 is this massive fucking warehouse of shit yeah, it's like a, on it's shelves. Like a Costco. Yeah. And it's like, wait, you mean to tell me that like people are supposed to go through, find something that they like, and then at the very end, you now have to search the fucking warehouse to find where it is? Because that's what people were doing. Yeah, so theoretically, though, you do take a picture. Well, yeah, and it tells you where it is. And you follow the directions. Yeah, but it's like, what the fuck is this place? And then, like, we can't get out of there because all the line, all the cashiers are, like, taken up. So you're trying to, like, weasel in between people. And then you finally get out through, like, the, the checkout area. And then it's like, holy shit, you get out of there. And it was like, talk about... A terrible fucking experience. I will literally never, ever, ever, ever go back to Ikea ever again for the rest of my life. And I am a one and done. And the worst part of it, the hilarious part for, for you and for anyone else that's that's watching or listening, we found exactly what we wanted before we even entered the maze. Before we even got into the fucking labyrinth that we couldn't escape, we found the table that we wanted and the chairs. See, you really just needed to turn around there. We, we, needed, to we needed to turn around and not even enter the fucking labyrinth. But we did because we had no idea what we were doing and we regretted every second of it. When we left, Amy and I were like, that was fucking ridiculous. There was way too many people. Like it was just, it was absolute fucking chaos. And you've never even built something from them. This is true. So, so you, yeah, got- your, your, your terrible uh, in-person experience saved you the trouble of having to, uh, having to follow their shitty directions. Yeah. So we we know what we want, right? So we're just going to order it online and have it delivered to the house. Uh, seriously consider how much it is to have someone put it together for you. 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. Depending on how much it costs, I don't know how much it costs. Yeah, yeah. Because those direct, well, I guess it's just a table and chairs. So yeah, I've done that before from them, a table and chairs. Yeah. So that's the fucking Ikea experience. The one and only one and done. So uh, hope, <laughs> hope people got a kick out of that. So uh, thank you all for uh, for watching, listening, wherever you're at. If you're on YouTube, again, don't forget to subscribe. Click that button above. Uh, give us a thumbs up, like, rate, review, wherever you are, even if you're audio only. Uh, you can leave us a review on Spotify and Apple. So go do that, Por Favor. Uh, gracias, mis amigos. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. We're on Twitter at Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Facebook is Sarcasm Speaks. Website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, you can also go to moonbrew.com, which I will have in the next episode, is my moonbrew tea, my sleep tea. Uh, the promo code currently is Jared16159 for now. I was finally able to get in touch with someone from the company about switching it to Sarcasm Pod. Um, I don't think it's gone into effect yet, but it will soon. So it's coming, finally. Like I said, I, I've been on them to change this for literally since I got it. Um, so for now, it's still Jared16159. Shout out to the person that bought some like two weeks ago. Uh, but it, the promo code will change to Sarcasm Pod, so it matches all of our other sponsors, uh, like grillyourassoff.com. Uh, so go to grillyourassoff.com, use Sarcasm Pod, and that will save 10% off your entire order every single time you check out. Uh, likewise, at mybookie.com, uh, if you use that promo code, Sarcasm Pod, they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. So that is going to do it. Until next time for you guys in about 10 minutes for us. Uh, good night, everybody. Bye.